0: Of the truth of this life. That you will have trials. And your faith will be tested. You will have many sorrows. And the key word is many. Is many. Jesus says these things again not to bring us fear, but to bring us hope and that they might have peace in him. Basically, Jesus is saying, trust me. Trust me through your trials. Trust me through your sorrows, church. The peace and hope that Jesus is talking about is something that only he can give. The world can't give it. Only Jesus can give that hope and that peace that we so need. Only Jesus. And it's something that we as believers can experience in the midst of our troubles, in the midst of our crisis. When things are not going well, we can have hope and experience His peace. Amen? Amen. And see, yes. We will take a licking. But by the hope of Jesus, we will keep on ticking. Amen? Amen. 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 No matter what suffering you endure in this life, regardless of how this world beats us down, right? You have a reason to live. We have reason to live. Jesus says, but take heart because I have overcome the world. So we as believers have the hope. Of the resurrection, amen? amen? Glory to God. The hope of the resurrection. See, most of us think of the resurrection Easter Sunday. Easter Sunday is only one day out of the year. So, most probably forgot about the resurrection because Easter Sunday is one day out of the year. But the resurrection of Jesus Christ is for our lifetime, church. The resurrection is not just one or one-day miracle. It supplies us hope for our lifetime. Corinthians 4.14 says this, Knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus. See, church, that's the future. That's the future. That's our future hope. We have our future is secure in Christ. One thing we know is that by faith in the resurrection of Jesus, our future is great. Our future is great. Our future is secure, but that's our future. That's our future. We have to live life here and now. We must live every day of our lives reminding ourselves of the promises of God which we inherited through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's where our hope comes from in this life. That's our very hope, church. It is the believer's hope. It is our faith that we are saved by the grace of God through our belief, through our faith that God raised Christ from the dead. Amen? Amen. Amen. No matter the circumstances, no matter the circumstances of your life right now, focusing on the hope of the resurrection will bring gladness and joy to your hearts. It will bring understanding and peace to your minds, church, to your minds. And one day you'll be glorifying God and praising God in every circumstances, no matter whether good or good or bad that's the hope your, tr- your troubles may be different from mine your trials your tribulations may be different from mine but there's all there's only one solution one solution and that's knowing and trusting that Jesus died and rose that we can overcome these problems of this world amen Amen. But not on our own strength, but by his strength. By his strength, church. So we pray and we trust that he hears us. We wait for him to come through for us. That's the hope of the resurrection for us now. For us now in this life. Amen. First 1 Peter 1.3. I want us to look at this. And he says, blessed be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. The resurrection is our very hope. That by faith in the things we see and go through in this life, It will not overtake us. They will not overtake us. Our hope is that we are secure in Christ, whether we live or whether we die, church. The apostle Peter here, he's speaking to Christians who were suffering, who were persecuted in Asia. These words, these very words were to encourage them, encourage them, not only about their future, but about their present suffering, their present suffering, knowing that we have a future hope, church, makes our hardships, our troubles, our burdens a little bit lighter, knowing that we have a future hope. Regardless, regardless, see, even as these believers face their trials and persecution, Paul reminds them to remember God's great mercy. Remember God's great mercy through the hope of the resurrection and continue to live as God desires no matter your circumstances. No matter your circumstances, church. See, they needed hope in their persecution and their troubles, not when they reached heaven, but they needed it in their present day, here on earth, in their now. As many of us need hope today. Many of us need to bring back that joy that grief and sorrow brings. We have difficult situations, hard situations to overcome. But we have hope. Whatever you're going through, we have the hope of Jesus. It's been a hard week for some. Hard week for some. But we're here. Hallelujah. Praise God. We are here. Whatever you're going through, you have hope because Jesus lives. Because Jesus lives. Peter praises God, the father of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and he says, according to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection from Jesus of Jesus Christ from the dead. See, we as Christians, we are born again to a living hope, church, through the resurrection, which is a positive expectation for us now and for our future. A hope not only for our future, but a hope for now. The resurrection, our hope. Now and forever, church. Our hope now and forever. This new birth, church, through the resurrection of Jesus, serves as one reason. As one reason for hope. It's the assurance of our salvation as Christians now and forever. See, church, what Peter is saying here is that our salvation through the resurrection changes who we are. It changes who we are. It renews our mind in Christ. And with renewed minds, our actions change. If we renew our mind in the things of this world, in the things of Satan, our actions will betray that. But we renew our minds in the things of Christ. In the things of Christ. So let our actions, our words Betrayed it. See, when we were born from our mother's womb, we were born to a dead hope. We were born to a dead hope, born to die, church. Born to die. But through the resurrection of Jesus, we who believe were born again to a living hope. A living hope that changes us. It changes us. Making us dead to sin and alive to righteousness in Jesus Christ. Righteousness in Jesus Christ. We don't have to wait for heaven to overcome the trials and tribulations of this world, church. We don't have to wait to overcome the hardships, to overcome sin and unrighteousness. See, this hope is not only living, church. It's alive and active. It's energizing in us, the very believers. Living hope is in you. Allow it to energize you. Allow it to bring you joy. The hope of Jesus. This hope, church, that lives on. Unlike the empty, dead hope of this fallen world. Empty, dead hope of this fallen world. Our living hope comes from a living, a living resurrected Savior Jesus Christ amen amen Amen. the resurrection is our hope for new life how many of us want new life how many of us want to be changed do we really want to be changed that's a lot of amens that we want to be changed we want to be better people for Christ But there's only one way. There's only one way. Only one way. We were born spiritually dead. And now through the resurrection of Christ, we were made spiritually alive. Preparing us now in this life, but also for our future life in heaven. Amen? Be spiritually alive. We're not no longer spiritually dead. We must portray that. When we encounter others, we are spiritually alive, church, alive. With hope, with hope. Mark one fifteen, Jesus says this: the time promised by God has come at last. He announced the kingdom of God. Is near. He says, Repent. Repent of your sins and believe the good news. Repent of your sins and believe the good news. Jesus calls for us to repent and believe, meaning that the time is now to do so. Now, although, church, our future is promised by God also through the resurrection. The present is what matters. Now is what matters, church. How we live this life will determine our next life. Now is what matters. Jesus says, repent and believe in the good news. Believe in the resurrection. Believe in the resurrection. Now, in this moment of salvation, now is the time to repent and believe, church, now. Jesus wants us to live in the moment, seeking and searching for God. The Bible tells us that we, if we draw near to God, God will draw near to us. Amen? Amen? Jesus here is talking about a change of heart, a change of heart, church, that we receive when we truly repent and believe in the good news, the resurrection. That heart changes. That new heart gives us new views of living. New views of living. That new heart brings us righteousness to our lives. We can live and walk in righteousness. In righteousness. Being upright with God. Being on one accord with God. Understanding the word of God. Understanding the commandments of God. Of God. And then, church, our lives can be truly evidence of the gospel. And when your life is evidence of the gospel, you bring hope to others around you through the resurrection of Christ. Let us bring others hope through our lives, through our faith, through our belief, right? People will say, well, they must be. That's something. They must be believing Jesus. That's where we receive our hope from each other. We have a duty. We have a, a job, if you will, to help others, to bring hope, the hope that we have through Christ to others that may be lost, that may be feel hopeless. We have a duty as Christians, as God elect. That's who you are. God elect. That's who you are. You can try to run from it all day. That's who you are. God elect. If Jesus is your savior, you are God elect. That's who you are. For his purpose. For his purpose. Are you proud to be God elect? Hallelujah. Give him a praise. Will you trust that God is with you when life is hard? Will you trust that God is with you when life is hard? And as I say, this week was challenging. But you are here. So you trust. (laughs) You came to the right place because you trust. You put your faith in God, and God led you through the doors to worship him, to praise him, to honor him, to glorify him. God came to bring you hope. Hallelujah. Yes, we trust him when life is hard. Because he tells us he will never leave us, nor will he forsake us. Amen? Amen. Amen. Isaiah 41.10. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. The very words of God, to you, to you, whatever you're going through. The very words of God, don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. When you're weak, like most of us, this week was weak. And he says he will help you. He will help you. He will help you. Yes, he will. See, as Christians, the resurrection of Jesus, whether we live, church, today or we die, tomorrow is our very hope. It is our very hope. You have hope because God is your father, and he is with you. You have hope because God is your father, and he is with you. Amen? Amen. Amen. Today could be the worst day of your life. It could be the worst day of your life. But if God blesses you to see tomorrow, your life has purpose. Your life has hope. Yesterday probably was the worst day of your life, but you are here today. Your life has purpose. Your life has hope. God has plans for you. He 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 has plans for you. 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 So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. There is hope. He will strengthen you, and he will help you. When this life gets hard, when this life gets overwhelming, God is with you. Amen? Amen. Psalms 35. He is with you. Weeping may last through the night, but joy comes with the morning. The Psalm of David. And we know David experienced many ups and downs. David had been through it all. David been through it all. The Bible says David was a man after God's own heart. Just like many of us. People after God's own heart. And just like many of us, David wept a lot. When things were bad, David wept a lot. But no matter the circumstance that caused David to weep, and they were terrible circumstances, he kept his eyes on the Lord. He kept his hope in the Lord. And God, in his own timing, delivered him. He was delivered by God. All the things that he's been through, the trials, the tribulation, the heartache, the sorrows, the grief, God delivered him because he endured, because he endured. Most was by his own mistakes, but he endured. He didn't give up. He kept his faith in the Lord, and God delivered him. God will deliver you if you endure. Don't give up when things get hard. Don't give up when things get hard. See, David didn't have to wait for heaven. David didn't have to wait for heaven to be delivered from his trials, his troubles, his struggles. He didn't have to say, God, take me now and my future is secure. He didn't do that. He trusted in the Lord. God delivered him here on earth. Here on earth from the world's problems. See, that's our hope as believers, church. We must have this hope in the resurrection. This is the living hope, the living hope, that when our darkest night comes upon us, that we can have that joy in the morning. Amen? Amen. Amen. Our darkest nights will come, but we are promised joy in the morning. You are promised joy in the morning, no matter the struggles, church. John 10.10 says this, Oh, but the thief don't want you to have that joy. (laughs) The thief don't want you to have that joy. Jesus says the thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. Kill, steal, and destroy you. That's his purpose, to kill, steal, and destroy you. Jesus says, My purpose is to give them a rich and saddest life. So when that devil comes upon you and things aren't going right, you know who's at work. You know what you need to do. Call on the name of Jesus. See, the devil don't want you to believe in the resurrection hope, church. The devil wants you to believe that you can have heaven here on earth. He wants you to live in his false hope that leads to eternal death. That's what he wants. But Jesus says his purpose is to give you a rich, satisfying life here on earth that is abounding in joy, abounding in hope, abounding in faith, abounding in the spirit, abounding in the body. Amen. But those that are trapped by the devil's lies, believe that there is no hope, that they were just born to die. Trapped by the devil's lies. Believe there is no hope. They were born to die. No hope. No hope. And sadly, we see a lot of people that's just living to die. That's just living to die. The suicide rate, here in the United States is at an all time high. Because either people don't know or they don't believe in the resurrection hope of Jesus Christ being now and forever. The suicide rate is off the charts. But if they had the hope of Jesus, the hope of Jesus, things could be different. That's why it's so important for us as Christians to share that hope, church, to share that hope. When people go through the struggles of this life, they tend to want to give up. Many of us could have gave up this week when things got hard, when things got tough. That word seated in said give up. Can't win this fight. Can't win this fight. It's too hard. The Lord will understand. We're not quitters. Because our hope lies in Christ. We're not quitters, church. People give up because they forget about the promises of God. They forget about the promises of God through the resurrection of Jesus. You forget that you inherit these promises. You inherited these promises. These promises of God are yours. Are yours, church. That's the hope. These promises of God are your very hope. Your very hope. Open the book. Read the promises of God. When you're struggling The word of God has everything for every single struggle in your life. Every single struggle in your life. God always said that he would never leave us nor forsake us. Take that to heart. We take a lot of other things to heart, but take that to heart. When the enemy wants to come in, let him know. You're not my father. My father said he would never leave me nor forsake me. He's right here with me. So in the name of Jesus, Satan, be gone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In 1 Corinthians, Paul is explaining to the Corinthians, even though that they believed in the gospel, they are believers in Christ, but they were denying the very hope of the resurrection, church. Denying the very hope of the resurrection. 1 Corinthians 15. But if it is preached that Christ has been raised from the dead, how can some of you say there is no resurrection of the dead? If there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless. And so is Your faith. For if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is fruitful and you are still in your sins. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied. The hard truth. The hard truth is that real hope only comes through our belief in the resurrection, church. And if you don't believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, then you have no hope. You are living to die. You are living to die. And that's what Paul is explaining. If you don't believe in the resurrection of Jesus, which is the gospel, the good news, not only Paul is saying that our preaching is useless, meaning that he and all the other apostles are false witnesses of of everything of God. That they are lying to all the Jews and the Gentiles. That they are lying, giving people false hope. But God, and he says, our preaching is in vain. That I'm sitting here lying to you if you don't believe in the resurrection. If there is no resurrection, this Is useless. This is useless. And he also says, Your faith is useless. Your very faith, your very hope is useless. Without the resurrection, the hard truth is there is no hope. There is no hope. And he says, So then, your faith is useless, and we know without faith there is no hope. We know that, church. We know that. Without Jesus being raised from the dead, there is no rescue, no freedom from sin. There is no opportunity to have new life. We won't be able to be changed as we talked about earlier. Without the resurrection, we will stay in our sin. We cannot be changed. That's the hard truth. We will die in our sins, and we will live eternally in hell. That's the hard truth. That's the hard truth, church. We see people without faith act as if there is no hope. We see it every day. People without faith act as though there is no hope. That's the condition of this world now. That's what we see on our streets daily, daily. Those that don't know the hope of Jesus acting as so, acting. As Soul Church. The hard truth is there's no resurrection for Jesus. There's no resurrection for us. The hard truth is there's no resurrection for our loved ones that passed away. There's no resurrection of Jesus. That's the hard truth. That's the hard truth. That's not to scare you into believing in Jesus, but that's just the truth. That's just the truth. So if you don't believe in the resurrection but you want to see your loved ones again, you need to get to know Jesus. Get to know his truth. Paul sums it up, sums things up. As I'm about to close, he says, if only for this life we have hope in Christ, if only for this life we have hope in Christ, we of all people, are most to be pitied. Most to be pitied. Meaning, if there is no resurrection, we as Christians are living a lie and we ought to be pitied by the world. We ought to be pitied by the world, assembling like this. Pitied by the world. That everything that we're doing is without purpose. Because there is no hope for eternal life. Now, according to how we live, we show people what we believe in. According to how we live, church, if we walk out these doors and act just any old kind of way, we show people what we believe. When we put hope in this world, even though we're living here, we put all our hope in this world. We show people what we believe in. We show people who we trust in. We live here. We're no longer of here. Show the world the promises of God through the resurrection of Jesus. Show them your hope and bring them Joy. Show them your hope. They will wonder, where you get that hope from? Bring them the joy that you have. Be the example. Be the example, church. But as Christians, we have the believer's hope. Because we know that the tomb was empty, amen? No one will tell us different. Don't let no one tell you different. The tomb was empty. That's our hope. That clears up any argument. Any argument. Any argument, church. That is our hope. And church, one of the hardest truths, the hardest truth that many, that many, many suffer from is as Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That's the hardest truth of all for many people. For many people. Don't let it be that hard for you. Don't let it be that hard for your neighbor. If anyone don't know Jesus... And won't accept Christ as your Savior for He to live in your heart and change your life. These altars are open. We can pray together. We can praise Him together. You can pray to Him as, as you want, as you want by yourself. But we are here together. If you want to renew your love in Christ, your relationship in Christ, these altars are open. There's an avenue. We are available to the Lord. Renewal. Renewal. Daily. Christ awaits. That's the hope. That's the hope. We have the opportunity daily. We should not be as Christians walking around hopeless. We have the very avenue to Christ. We have the very avenue to hope. To hope. I don't want to see you walking out of here hopeless. I don't want to see you that sad. When that tear dropped, that smile should come. Amen. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah. Uh, let us pray. Father, we thank you today, Father. We thank you for your word. We thank you for giving us understanding of the hope that is in the resurrection of Jesus. Father, that's our very belief. That's our very belief, Father, the gospel of Jesus Christ. That you, Father, loved us so that you, he died on the cross for us and you raised him from the dead. That is what we trust in, God. We lift that up to you, God, in our hard circumstances, God, in our troubles, in our tribulations in this life, God, in our hardships, God, in our crisis, God. We lift that up to you, God, that Jesus lives so we have hope in this life. Not only in our future. Our future is secure, God, by your word, by your salvation through Christ. But, God, we need that hope here today, God, in this life. So we call on you, God. We call on you to be with us. As your word says, you will never leave us, nor will you forsake us. We know, God, that you move in your own timing. So we must wait. We must pray and we must wait. Allow God to enter into our hearts. Allow him to speak to your hearts in your troubles. In your troubles. Listen for that still voice when troubles come your way. Allow him to see that hope. In your heart, in your mind, in your spirit. God is the keeper of our souls, church. He is your keeper. He is my keeper. God, we just thank you, God. And I ask, God, that you deliver us, God. Deliver us from anything that's not of you, God. Cleanse our hearts. From anything that's not of you, God. Cleanse our minds from anything that's not of you, God. We don't want to be dirtied up with sin, God. By the blood of Jesus, we is washed as white as snow. Allow us to walk in that, God. Remind us to walk in that daily. We are free from sin. We are free from slavery. We are free from addictions. We can be healed by the name of Jesus. Anoint us with your powers, God. Teach us with your word, God. Give us love and hope for each other. In the name of Jesus, these altars are open.